DFS is back, bitch. Uh, welcome to the studio. Uh, new show dropping this week. It ain't even this show. It ain't even this show. I'm going to kill Bloodhound Gang. Shout out to Bloodhound Gang, by the way. If you are old enough to know who the fuck Bloodhound Gang is, we are. Uh, we probably have a lot in common. You know, as a 30-year-old man, I, I have a lot of uh, really different musical interests. I've had a lot of time to listen to music in my life, and I love music. Music is my shit. I love music probably, if not just as much, more than bagging fucking tourneys, winning money in NASCAR. That's why you're listening to this show. It's the, uh, I don't even know what the fuck to call this anymore. We've been through so many different variations of this. Obviously, everybody got to tune into Dale Center that was in Daytona. Shout out to Dale. He held it fucking down. There's a reason I'm not in Daytona this week. If you're in the Discord, I got to talk a little bit about it. Um, my uncle had some uh, some medical things pop up, but even before that happened, I had made the decision to skip out on Daytona this week, and uh, that was to prepare this room that I am sitting in now. Um, I have talked to a lot of you guys in the Discord and and put out on the last recap that me and Dale did that there is going to be a new show that's going to be dropping this week. And it's kind of a project that I've been working on for some time now. Uh, something that's important to me, something that I had a vision for when I first started garage guys, even when it was not even about NASCAR, those of you that know me and that have gotten to meet me, you know, the type of personality that I have, you know, the kind of person that I am. And I'm ready to bring that energy in my own way to Garage Guys. Since starting this brand and through all the ups and downs, it has been incredible. And I have never felt more alive than I do right now in this moment. I'm not in Daytona, but I have a television sitting on this desk. And I'm watching these dryers run through this track. And I hate it for Dale. And I hate it for, for everybody in the garage fam that's in Daytona right now because there is nothing worse than rain on a fucking track when you're just trying to get your jollies off to a good NASCAR race. It sucks. I've got lineups stacked up on DraftKings right now waiting for this fucking race. There's like this small window of time. If you're watching on USA, which obviously you're not watching right now because this show is out after the race, but I am. Somewhere in time, you don't even know this is happening, but I'm right here with you, and I'm watching it, and I always am. Now, I love you motherfuckers, but yeah, I, I hate it that that's happening. Dale's got a pretty badass thing going on this weekend with his uh, fantasy football league. Had it for a very long time, and sometimes I forget how much younger Dale is than me because we spend so much time together. Uh, Five-year difference, you know, thinking back, I'm like, I started playing football in college, like fantasy football in college, and you know, he was like 13 year old kid. And I'm like, holy shit. I'm really not that old, but it really puts the age gap into perspective. But I had to just talk about it. I had to talk about that. I had to just say, hello, I feel fucking good. And I hope you feel good. And I am ready to take down the Coke Zero Sugar 400 on DraftKings DFS. That's what we're talking about tonight. It's the first time I've done a solo show in a while. 
specifically on DFS, and I am excited to say that there are plenty more to come. This is the first of many. This is the new garage, guys. You heard it here first. Dale is rocking the fucking ball. He is banging the drum with bets right now. Dale Center was more electric than I think I have ever seen it in my life. And usually we're on two different planes, right? Usually when he's doing his solo content, I'm working on something on the back end for the business. I'm working on something for uh, the website, which, by the way, shout out to all you beautiful motherfuckers that bought die cuts. We got merchandise, bitches. And I love y'all. We, we I think we sold like. I don't know. 30 within like the first hour i'm gonna have to order more jesus it's not a bad thing though i appreciate you guys and i cannot wait i, I got the uh i got the bubble mailers bubble mailers got them today so i'm gonna get those sent out and get those ready to get out just thank y'all so much and by the way if you want to buy one garageguysfantasysports.com is where you can get it it's a sticker and and i hope to have t-shirts coming soon we are working our asses off on getting this merchandise for you guys. And when we get it, you better fucking buy it. That's all I got to say, because it has been a headache. It has been a fucking time. But I appreciate you and I love you guys. So without further ado, we got we got some business to attend to the Coke Zero Sugar 400. I'm just staring at, at seven million plastic jugs and a family running on television. I got to turn this shit off. Sorry, it's going to be distracting. You know, my ADHD will kick in from from time to time. TV's off. My attention is on you. My attention is with you in your car, in your office, wherever the fuck you're at, whether you're watching this or listening to this. Thank you for doing that. And I'm really excited. I, I do still plan to do the Discord space tomorrow where we're going to be talking about DFS. It will just kind of do like a group. We tried it in St. Louis. It, it kind of sucked. The cell service situation has just been a bitch, and I'm just going to be very frank with it. Like, internet is not kind to me uh, right now. I, I am going to the city council in my town to talk to them. And again, I, I tell everybody all the time I live in New Orleans. It's a very easy way to say where you live. People, they, you know, snap, got it. I know where you're at. But I'm north of New Orleans. I'm on the north shore of new orleans and there's a lot of rural areas around there and unfortunately i'm in one of them where they still like to think it's like 1995 maybe yeah dial up i don't know it sucks but i'm doing everything i can for you guys y'all know that working hard to get things changed get things moving very excited like i said dfs is here coke zero sugar 400 let's go ahead and dive into it so i've been doing some research here. Um, I, I don't even know what I'm going to call this place yet. You guys got to help me out. You got to, you guys help me develop a name for this. I mean, I, I, I originally want to call it the international, you know, chase station. I think that's a good name. The international chase station is good. I do that with my indie car bets. I have a lot of NASCAR on this wall though. Looks kind of old. Kind of reminds me of Winston. Maybe there's a reason for that. I don't know. But uh, something to think about while we're getting ready to uh, to pull the notebooks out, talk a little DFS. 
Coke Zero Sugar 400, Daytona Beach, Florida, Daytona International Speedway. We all know how these races go. They're fucking wild cards. It is a dartboard. You never know what the fuck is going to happen at this race. That's how it goes. So when you're playing DFS, it's very important to remember a little thing called the strategy. And if you used to listen to the show when it was me and Chef Boy, shout out Drew Dean, right up, right up here on this wall, actually. That's Chef Boy in this picture right here, if you're watching on YouTube. For all of you that don't know, that's him. The man can bag attorney better than I've ever seen a person bag attorney in my life. And there's a lot of people out there that would consider themselves DFS sharps. But I learned a lot from that man right there. We're going to continue that trend now. We're going to bring a, a chef special to the Garage Fam this weekend. So we're going to talk a little bit about it. I'm going to do it a little bit unconventional. Usually we talk about the strategy. I developed a process that I like to call a mixture not a mixture, the mixture, M-I-X-S-H-U-R-E, um, just because I like to do goofy shit, you know me. So the mixture is a combination of drivers that are starting up front at a Daytona race or any type of super speedway race and the guys in the back. The strategy is one or two guys that are mid to towards the front. I wouldn't say like first, but some guys that are kind of in that top 20 category. And then you load up on dudes that are just in like the way in the back of the twenties and in the thirties, trying to find, you know, that good value, trying to really pinpoint who is going to make it. And it's hard. These types of races are so hard to pinpoint, especially for people that play one to five lines. And I say it weekly. I am a religious 20 lineup type of guy. I love to play 20 lines. The Chrome Horn on DraftKings is probably one of my favorite tournaments to enter. And we got very close to uh to getting some big bucks at Richmond when I kind of re-entered the DFS scene a couple of weeks ago and made that debut. We got our ass smoked at Watkins Glen, though. And I'm talking bad smoked. That was a terrible fucking race. Like, I, I did not profit. I didn't lose all my money, but I didn't profit. I'll tell you that. And, uh, and it's because the reason that I didn't lose all my money was because I play multiple lineups. You want to hedge, okay? You go down to Wall Street, you got a bunch of risky-ass investments, and then you got a bunch of, you know, real good blue-chip shit, all right? And then you get a little brave one weekend. You're like, oh, this new company just came out. You know, they're going to they're gonna hit it big. I'm going to go ahead and just dump, like, 10 grand into it. And then they just recoup all your money, and fucking stock crashes into the ground. <laughs> Done. Dead. That can happen in DFS, especially in NASCAR DFS. NASCAR DFS is not for the faint of heart. That's why it's important to hedge. Got to get a little hedge fund. Consider me a hedge master, a hedge master of fun. Hedge fund, H-E-J-F-U-N. Shout out to my boy Igor in New York. He knows about that shit. Shout out to hedge funds. 
We're going to set up a Daytona hedge fund on this show, the first DFS show for Garage Guys in a very long time. Solo with me, your boy. So let's go ahead and start this hedge fund. I got me a little whiteboard, by the way. Um, I had originally bought this whiteboard, but I ended up putting a fuckload of pictures on it. It looks way better that way. So I went and bought a baby bitch uh, whiteboard, a little expo board, so I can just do shit on. But, uh, yeah, we're going to, instead of writing the Coke Zero Sugar 400, this is our, our hedge fund tablet for Daytona. Daytona hedge fund. I want to see everybody on Twitter. Hashtag Tona hedge fund. And I'm going to show you how to spell it. It's going to look like this. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm writing it out right now. Tona hedge fund. So here it is. That's what it's going to look like. Tona Hedge Fund. H-E-J-F-U-N. Tona Hedge Fund. That's what we're doing this weekend. We're doing the Tona Hedge Fund. How many more times can I say it? You don't want to fucking know. So, talking about the drivers. Obviously, the rain's in the forecast. I've looked at a couple of salaries. I've been looking at some projections. I've been looking at a couple of other things as well as far as statistics go. I'm really not going to sit here and tell you statistics matter for this race. They don't. You don't know what the fuck could happen. I'm sorry. If you're one of those people that want to believe in fucking magic number XL bullshit, um, you know, go believe in it. I'm not going to tell you not to. There's plenty of you motherfuckers out there. Me, uh, as a guy, as a man, as Chase, uh, in the International Chase Station, as we'll call it right now, I don't, I don't want to fuck with that. So I'm looking at a couple of things right now. And before I even get to this, Y'all going to have to excuse me because my dumb ass did not plug up my laptop. So, time out. Time out. Be right back. Okay, great news. We're back. Um, I got a charger, so hooray me. Hooray you. If you haven't even turned this off yet, which if you have, I really don't fucking blame you. Um, so anyway, let's go. Actually, I will blame you. I will fucking call you out. I will throw you in a dumpster fire. Don't do that. Just kidding. I won't throw you in a dumpster fire. Maybe. You don't know. Let's go ahead and talk numbers. So anyway, like I was saying, looking at projections, looking at stats, uh, looking at salaries. And I think that's a great place for us to start. So let's start with salaries. So this week, instead of me, you know, doing a, a normal just readout of four guys that I like, I want to mix it up a little bit because you're going to need a little bit more than just four dudes for Daytona. Usually I'll pick like four guys that I really like that I'm going to be playing in a ton of my lineups. And I'll tell you like, hey, play these guys. They're going to be good. And that can still happen. It really can. Um, and I definitely will probably have four guys, but I think I'm going to add two more. I think I'm going to go six for you guys this week. And there's a lot of value that I'm seeing. I think the biggest value of all that is that is listed here, which I'm very surprised that Bubba 
was in the 7,800 range. I feel like Bubba should be more into the 9,000 range, but I guess they anticipated he would qualify very high. And since qualifying was rained out, that shit just kind of fell by the wayside for them. So it is very, very possible that Bubba Wallace will be in the winning lineup come Saturday night. And therefore, regardless if he's chalk or not, which he is, he is the biggest chalk on the board. There is no bigger chalk than Bubba. Bubba chalk. If I had a chalkboard, I'd write Bubba's name on the chalkboard, but I don't. I have an expo board. I live in the future. Um, so looking here, Wallace right now, Bubba's going to be starting P30. He is 7,800 on DraftKings. That is kind of – his. it's just a must, right? You can't just be the guy that's going to just sit here and ignore the fact that you have one of the best super speedway racers that is in NASCAR right now and say, ugh. I'm not going to play Bubba. I'm fade. I'm going to fade him this week. Bullshit. You're going to have him in some lineups. You know, I, I can understand if you don't want to play him in every lineup because that is Daytona. That is Talladega. It's super speedway. It's just a strategy week, right? You got to get weird with it. You got to make some, some lineups that you'd never see before in your life. But with Bubba, I think it's very, very reasonable to get him in a lineup regardless of salary just because of place differential he has super place differential potential you remember the rap song with big baby scumbag it's a good song we still haven't recorded it yet i need to call him we need to make this happen maybe we can get bubba on the drums who knows if you want that tweet about it so bubba wallace 7.8k is a must that is a must play. I don't think I need to give you any more reason why it is a must play or not. You either take it or you don't. Pretty, I could say that for every play, actually. The show could be over right now, but it's not. So that is one just big thing I need to get out of the way. Now, there are a ton of other guys that I could sit here and say, I like this guy for this reason. I like this guy for this reason. I like this guy for this. I'm not going to do that shit. I, I just I refuse. Refuse to do that this week. I want to do something different. I want to give you guys something new and fresh to roll off of. And that is why we're just going to build lineups. And I'm going to tinker around, and I'm going to talk a little bit about some value. I'm going to talk about some of these guys. And through this process, we're going to break down what is best and what is not. So now, knowing that, just calling out you know, what it is with Bubba, I guess I can go ahead and say the other guy that I think is going to be super chalk that people are just going to just go completely ape shit over. And he's actually higher salary, which I don't fucking understand. Cause I would have way much more expected to be paying 8.8 K for Bubba than for chase Briscoe. That's right. Chase Briscoe, 8.8 K on DraftKings this week. You know, I'm a little up and down with Briscoe. I remember last year I was a little hurt with Briscoe because he had the Pegasus on his car, and I thought he was going to fly that bitch, and Ford just did not do as, as well as I thought that they would have. And to tell you the truth, I'm just not really uh, going to worry much about it. Now, I know with the new car, things are a little bit different. I know that when we're looking at some of these statistics of what we've seen, he did have a top five. 
He's had a top five at this track. He's also had a top 10. He's raced here three times. Okay. 562 laps. Yeah, I got stats pulled up. What's up? So with that, I understand. Yeah, you, you have that and all, but it's just with Bubba, the risk is just so worth the reward. And that's coming from a guy that bet on him at Talladega. You know, so I don't care if it was a rain out. I got a big old fat lick, and I loved it. I know a lot of garage fam did too. But, yeah, 8.8K for Chase Briscoe. The thing with Chase, other than him being the road, uh, the stage one road god that wins stage bets on the road, um, he has really not been that great uh, since his Phoenix win. He kind of had – he hit that dip, you know. Only thing he could do is win you a stage on road. He was just stacking them points, just keeping himself where he needed to be. And with this being such a crapshoot, I feel like this is going to be a guy that a lot of people are going to flock to that are going to want to have in their lineups. I mean, and there's some other guys, too, here that I think are going to be probably a little bit chalkier than Chase. But salary-wise, I mean, he's just one of the highest-priced guys that I have that I can see, like, you know, in that top group of just, like, six guys. And I'm just like, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm probably just going to – have to refrain a, a little bit more i'm probably gonna play him maybe in about i don't know maybe maybe in two three lineups i don't know if i'm gonna go too much harder on him because i do feel like some of these other guys that are chalkier will probably perform way better and i feel like a lot of people are gonna have the mindset to be like okay well everyone's gonna be playing brad k everyone's gonna be playing bubba everyone's gonna be playing noah gregson you know those are just some guys right there to go ahead and say that they're pretty chalky this week. And a lot of people might flock to Briscoe, even though he is a little bit higher priced. I'm probably not. Just letting you know that. I feel like there's some more talent out there. A lot of people are talking about Brad Keselowski as well. He's 7,200 this week on DraftKings. And as much as I want to believe, that dude was a fucking dart from hell. At the Daytona 500. He did not give a shit who was in his way. It was a test session. The Daytona 500 was a test session for that man. And I can't help but feel that this is going to be a test session for him as well. Okay. As far as him, like, you know, trying to to to, to get in and whatever, like, there, I don't even know playoff-wise. Like, I'm just letting you know right now, I quit paying attention to his playoff stuff after the fucking the, the penalty that he served. I was just like, yeah, it just seems like that is just far away. Because now, you know, everybody, the, the story is Martin Truex, Ryan Blaney. Who gets it? You know, Kurt's fucking sick at home. Got little, little, little man tie running for him right now. So it's like, I don't know. I just, Brad does not seem like the guy that has enough grit that would just go out there to just do it to do it, you know. But then again, maybe he has a bad enough year and he wants to. I know a lot of people are probably on the play. But he's just going to be heavily on. That's how it goes. And that's why it's important that we just stack a fuck ton of lines. So you can play him. Go for it. But if I had to choose out of these guys that are in the front to start building my lineups with, I'm going to go with Eric Amarola at 6,700. So let's go ahead and put him on the board. Obviously, we talked about Bubba being like, you know, the big play. Like, yeah, I'm probably going to have a lot of Bubba. But... We want to get a little contrarian. We want to get a little weird there. There's going to be a lot of Eric played, but I'm going to play a little bit more, a little bit more bacon boy. And I'm going to tell you why. So I'm going to roll at 67K 
I'm writing his name, Bacon Boy, on this little board here. 6.7K. Reasons I like Eric Amarola, a.k.a. Bacon Boy, this week. For one, he just came out of retirement. That's a big deal, right? Okay, so his favorite football team is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because he's from Florida. He's a Florida guy. Okay, we forget sometimes that there's uh, multiple racers from Florida. Ross Chastain being the other one, the watermelon man himself. Gonna take a sip of this. Thanks. Amarola is very inspired by Tom Brady, and this is my theory. My theory is is that he was like, "I'm retiring, going home. It's over. Going to hang out with the kids. You know, fry enough bacon for one day. You know, for a lifetime, for years." Dude's done a lot. Dude's been in the series for a minute. I can't shake this feeling that, like, when you come out of retirement and you decide, hey, I'm not going to retire. I'm here. I'm going to sign a multi-year extension with Stuart Haas Racing. All the speculation that we had, who's going to drive the 10? Who's in the 10? It's over now. Bacon Boy's going to drive the 10. That Smithfield came through. That's what happened. That's the real shit. That's really what happened. The Smithfield came through for him. So if the Smithfield came through, I want to come through for Eric. 6.7K. He's also the first bet that I locked in on Action Network today. And by the way, if you're on Action Network, go check out those bets because I have some of those up there too. But 6.7K, Amarola, he's a guy that I'm going to want. And I know that like projected ownership is probably going to be high on Eric, but I think that he's going to be that wiggle room guy that I want because I want to leave a fuck ton of money on the table. I'm talking just amounts so that I can just like get that bag. And I want us all to get that bag and just have all that salary on the table and just be like, what now? What you going to do? I like strategy this week. That's basically what it comes down to. So Eric Amarola, 6.7K. That's one of the guys, the heavy hitters that I'm looking at. Oops, got got some phone call. I'm going to go ahead and hit that decline, though. They're going to have to wait. Sorry. Sorry. Hold up. Love that do not disturb. Great feature. So going from Eric Amarola... Moving on down, we talked Bubba and we talked Eric, and that's really the only two guys that I really care to talk about heavy chalk that I'm probably going to have a lot of my lineups this week. Um, I'm definitely going to sprinkle some Brad K at 7.2. I'll probably maybe have one lineup with Noah Gregs, and I just can't shake the feeling that – and I love Noah. I love everything Noah's about. You guys have seen us with Noah interact. Like He's, he's the boy, right? But – I do. I will say that I feel like he does have a little bit more experience under his belt at this point, but I also feel like he's just out there to send it. Right? He's just out there getting that experience. He's out there to send it. I'm just. I. I don't want to. I, I want to get a bag. I don't want to just play to play this week. You know what I'm saying? So we start teetering outside of that. Another guy that is. Uh, he's not all the way at the top of the list. Uh, but I feel like he will be played a, a decent amount. Uh, and, and maybe not because of his past statistics. I like Kyle Bush at 9,400. And I'll take that in because earlier in the year, like this is the, like in Daytona, I want to say Kyle, Kyle has won 
I feel like Kyle's won in Daytona. And I'm looking at some statistics right now so that I can make sure that I back that shit up because I don't have y'all talking to me. And I hope that right now somebody's yelling at the TV like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yay, one Daytona. What the fuck? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you won Daytona. Not the 500, but I'm pretty sure you won Daytona. Yeah, one win. That had that could not have been. There's no way in hell. Yeah, no. He didn't win a 500. So he's won this race, but I think it was a long fucking time ago. Um, why not? You know, sprinkle a little bit of him in there too. Don't go too heavy. Like I said, heavy boys, Bubba, Eric. That's my two heavy chalk plays that I like. And you can kind of dabble in. We'll talk a little bit more about this. And that's why it's important to be in the Discord. It's free. Tomorrow. We'll get we'll dive in all these motherfuckers. So now that we've got our chalk, we've got our chalk boys. That's two plays. So we've got Wallace and we've got Amarola. And you're like, how many more times is this motherfucker going to say that shit? And it's okay. And I appreciate y'all for sticking around. Thank y'all. I love y'all. So Amarola, Wallace, we're going to move on down. We're going to go look at some deeper value plays that are here that I feel like could really just like up the ante. Corey LaJoy is one that I see right here at 5.8K that I really do like as well. And I think that he's going to be my deep, my uh, one of my deeper value plays. And I like to play Corey pretty much every time we're at Daytona. I always feel like he's just like one race away, one race away, right? From just like finding a way to make it happen. Like it doesn't even matter. Like he won't make the playoffs, but one win for Corey LaJoy so that he can have a win in his career would be fucking huge. That man right there puts in so much work. His ethic is nuts. And, and, you know, if anybody out there deserves it for what they put in to a product and for the amount of time that they put into the sport, for the amount of, of just blood, sweat, and tears and, and the passion that they have for it. I mean, we can make an account for everybody should have won a NASCAR race by now, but it takes that right move, that right moment, that right time. And that's something that has not happened for Corey yet, but he has gotten closer than ever this year in Atlanta at a super speedway. So anytime we visit these, he's obviously a hot play. 5.8K on DraftKings. Make sure you have you a good bit of Corey LaJoy in there. So that's three guys right there that I'm going to go ahead and pick for us. And now let's dig into the barrel, okay? Ricky Stenhouse Jr. at 6,200 this week. Uh, I'm sure that there's definitely going to be some, uh, some, some, some talk, you know, there's going to be a little bit of uh of of action with him, and I'm here for it. You know, you gotta love it, right? I love it. I want some of that. I always like some Ricky. He's the wild boy. He's racing Xfinity too. I can't wait to watch it. But the race is probably on right now. Maybe I should turn it on. Maybe I won't get too distracted. If I start getting distracted, just turn this podcast off and get in the Discord and be like, "What the fuck, dude?" Just do that. But I'm gonna try not to. I'm just turning my, my NBC app on right now. So with Stenhouse is a mix and matcher. I'm really tempted though. And I don't know quite why. But I'm really, really, really tempted to fade Ryan Blaney. Now let me make a case. He's 10,000. He's really good at super speedways. He's won back-to-back at Dega. 
came so close to winning Daytona. I just don't think it's time. Everybody is going to be playing Blaney. He's starting P16. He's 10K. It makes all the sense in the world, right? Even with me telling you this, you're going to have one lineup with Ryan Blaney in it. How do I know that? Because you'd be crazy not to. Me? I'm pretty fucking crazy. So I'm not going to play Ryan Blaney. And that's going to be something that I'm going to stick to. And I'm going to be like, hey, this isn't going to happen. The narrative is too strong for Ryan Blaney to win this race. I am more tempted to play Martin Truex Jr. That is dead to all of us. That is in prison. That is in metaphorical garage guys prison. I am more tempted to play that man than Ryan Blaney this week. I just feel like the pressure is too much for Ryan this season. Things have not been going well. There hasn't been a little inkling of an uphill. And if there's no inkling of an uphill, why the fuck do you think it's going to come this week? And even if he does find his way to the front, all that pressure. You can't tell me that dude is not feeling pressure to make these playoffs. When you're under immense pressure, you either sink or swim. And I don't know, and I hate to say it because I think Ryan is a great dude. I just don't know if it's going to work out like everyone wants it to. And for that, it opens up a huge door, right? Let's say Ryan Blaney gets in this car. Everyone's stacking their lines. They've got their 10,000 in on Ryan Blaney. He's in all of them. Motherfuckers going 100% with this dude. And he wrecks out. 20 laps in. You're fucked. I'd rather be on the other side of that. And I would rather not profit our bag with him winning than to say, I'm going to put all my chips in on Blaney. I don't even want to waste the time of sprinkling. And I know that this is going to be very, very unpopular. But this is where I stand this week. I'm fading Ryan Blaney at 10K. And that's it. You can ride with me or you can do whatever you want to do. And if you win and he wins somehow and it was all stacked against I just, after the season he's had, I don't know. I don't know what we would call that. I'm not going to call it anything. I will literally tell you congratulations, and I will genuinely be happy for you. And I won't call myself stupid, because if I have a gut feeling about something, I'm going to trust it. And that's that. So that's really all I can say about that. Now, on the flip side of that, I did mention about the prison Martin Truex. See, that's a narrative that I could see rolling. Because Martin seems like he's been getting a little bit better at these tracks, these super speedway tracks. Let's see. He started out really good at intermediates. Then he found a way to get better at short tracks. And he started killing it at short tracks. The last frontier this man's got is the super speedway. So if he can do all those things, he's got a contract. He's what he just, hey, Martin, pissing everywhere. Just, just literally just, no. That's Martin. That's Martin Truex. 
that's him. That's him. Uh, every time y'all bet on him, because I stopped doing that shit after Sonoma. But I'm probably gonna play him in some lineups this week. <laughs> he's uh he's nine k on DraftKings, starting thirteenth, and I think that puts him into a weird position, right? I feel like that puts him in a position where a lot of people are gonna be like, "Fuck that." What if that? What if you stack up the back? Those guys make their way into the top fifteen, and then you got Martin there just finishes like sixth. Money, maybe one or two. Don't send me to prison with him. I'm sitting over here shitting and saying that sitting over here shitting on Blaney, saying that I just don't think it's time for him. But but yet I'm talking about this fucking wanted man for murder of our wallets. I know, weird times. Change is wild. Change is a wild thing. I cut my hair off, by the way, if you didn't notice. Hair's gone. You know, things are changing. The weather's changing. Another weird play that I like here that is going to go on the board. Martin and, and Blaney are just discussion. Food for thought. Uh, except for the fade. The Blaney fade is happening in DFS for me this week. A play that I feel like is going to be very overlooked and very undervalued. Eric Jones at 69K. Uh, 6,900 for Eric Jones. Uh, not 69K, 6.9K. Sorry, forgot my decimal. Uh, Eric Jones starting in 11th. You know, he's a pretty damn good super speedway racer. Richard Petty does not have a win this season. There's no win for uh for petty gms what better of a way would there be than for eric jones to get the first petty gms victory and go into the playoffs and i know that we talked in the discord about the three b's right you know me and dale dale mentioned three b's blaney he mentioned uh he mentioned Blaney, he mentioned Byron and Bubba. One of those guys were gonna win this race. About four weeks ago, I put on Twitter that Eric Jones was gonna win Daytona. So while that's happening, you're all gonna get this notification. This notification is gonna come through for y'all. Uh, but you're you're not listening to this show right now. But just remember when you got this notification on Action Network, this is when I was talking about it. In my lonesome recording the show for you guys. So right now, I'm going to bet on Eric Jones to win this race. He is plus 3,500 on DraftKings, and I'm locking that in. Half a unit going down on the man, Eric Jones, because I'm backing my shit up. Because if you don't back your shit up, what else is there in life, right? You got to back up your shit. Now, I understand studying, and if the motherfucker's car was broke or something, it wouldn't be happening. But 3,500, half a unit to win 17.5. Bam. I didn't even put notes on it. Actually, I'm going to go and I'll do it later. I got to finish talking to you guys about DFS purposes. But reason that I like this play is because I do think it's going to be very slept on. I do think it's going to be a really good contrarian play uh, for value's sake, right? I mean, I do think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to play him, but I just think there's going to be a lot more people play other people than him because of his starting position. Everyone's going to want to stack the back. 
And you definitely need to have a few lineups stack in the back. But when you do get weird, don't get too generically weird. You know what I mean? Like, stay away from, like, your big hit heavy hitters in this race. Get a little strange. And I know the starting position can kind of suck for Eric Jones because if Eric Jones was starting in, like, 25th, everybody and their mom is going to be playing him. If he was starting in fucking 18th, everybody would be fucking playing him. But 11th can be a little iffy for this kind of a race. And more people that are going to be looking at things in more of a statistical manner probably are going to shift away from him. And that's just my thoughts on it. And if I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. Uh, another person I'm probably going to fade is Cole Custer uh, starting in 15th. Why am I going to fade him? If I tell you that, you need to just go home. Don't even try to to worry about anything else that I ever say again. Um, so yeah, that's four guys we got so far. So just to recap that up, Amarola, Wallace, LaJoy, and Jones, 6.7K for Amarola, 7.8K for Wallace, 5.8 for LaJoy, and 6.9 for Jones. That's the four guys. And now I got two more to talk to y'all about before we skip out and again thank y'all for sticking around i hope y'all are enjoying the show i really do want your feedback let me know what you think about this and how we can continue to make it better try to get some guests on here and there in the dfs space to talk about a little bit of these lineups as week to week as they come it's just daytona's all over the place and i like being all over the place so looking at starting positions you definitely got to have a few guys that are in the top 10 right i feel like it's it's almost a sin not to you, you can stack the back all day long, but I mean, I feel like there's definitely going to be somebody in that top 10 that's going to hang around that top 10. And if I had to take a guess on who that driver was going to be, oh man, I'm looking at some stuff here. You got Tyler Reddick in six. I love Red Dog. I just don't know if I can do that, if I want a lot of that this week at all. Chase Elliott, I feel like, is going to be, obviously, he's most expensive. I just feel like he he's... If he gets wrecked out, it's whatevs for him. You got to kind of look at some of those people that are just like definitely wanting to like hang 10 or somebody that's trying to get this on their resume, things like that. Now, when I think about that, I don't think that Chase Elliott has won a race at Daytona. And yeah, I'm, I'm very confident actually that Chase Elliott has not won a race at Daytona. If I look on this sheet, yeah, he's not one race to Daytona. He's come close. So I think that with that being said, that is something to watch. I feel like maybe he's just like, he's out here on the world tour of ovals right now. He's like, I can't get it down the road. Fuck y'all. I'm going to show y'all what's up. And he's doing this, this little oval dance he's got going on right now. A lot of people are probably going to skip away from playing Chase. He's starting in P2. He's expensive as fuck. Don't really worry about salary this week, guys. I'm serious. Don't worry about salary. But with him being where he's at and with him know with knowing that he doesn't have any Daytona wins, that's kind of tempting. That kind of makes me want to play him because I think that a lot of other people are going to turn to be like, oh, well, I'll go play Chastain starting in 12th or I'll play Blaney in 16th. I'll play Hamlin in 19th, which, by the way, let's be real. Denny Hamlin start in 19th. Let's just go ahead and put that on the board. It's Denny motherfucking Hamlin. I don't care who you are. I don't care how his year's been. I don't care how Toyota's been doing shit. It's Denny fucking Hamlin. He's starting 19th. He's 9.6K. Okay. Don't need to say anything else. Play Denny Hamlin. Do it. Okay. Ben Stiller. Dressed up. Starsky and Hutch. Do it. 
I love this pick. Definitely going to have him in some lines. So, yeah, with, with Denny Hamlin being there, I'm going to go ahead and make my next guy Chase Elliott, and it's going to be full narrative blown. Most expensive guy on the board. Cheapest guy I got is Corey LaJoy. So that's six guys, and I'm done there. But like I said, Chase has not won a race at Daytona. This is motivation. This is something that is going to want to make him work hard, really get the strategy right, really push to do something. And this is special. This is something for his career. And, yeah, if he finishes top five, who gives a shit? You've got you've got a lot of other uh, of opportunities here with some of these guys. And like I said, if you're not playing, like don't just take these six guys that I just gave you and like try to make a lineup with that and like be done. Like, oh, here's my lineup. Thanks for giving me a lineup, Chase. No, you'll lose. Promise. I hope this lineup does really well. But these are guys that I'm sprinkling around in a ton of lineups. Remember that and keep that in mind. 20 lineups are more. 20 lineup minimum. If you are in the Garage fam and you're in the Garage Guys Discord, you have to at least play. I don't care if you do the dollar lineups, the 50 cent, the 10 cents. I do those too. Don't feel embarrassed. Own those motherfuckers. I took down a 10 cent tournament and I bragged about it. I put it in a tweet. I don't give a shit. I won. Have a little sense of pride in DFS. Too many people, you know, too many people just worry about just trying to just make a fat fucking amount of money. And I'm getting kind of real here, and I know that's a little bit off topic. And maybe it's just because this is back and this is just where I'm at with it right now. But, like, Play DFS and try the perception of I am trying to show all these people in this contest that I know NASCAR better than them. Because there are a ton of people on DraftKings and in FanDuel that don't know dick about the sport. And they're playing it like poker. And they're playing it like Excel sheets and other systematic principles. And those things are important. And I'm not trying to talk shit. There's a lot of great guys in the industry that I know that, that play that way. There's a lot of great guys that know NASCAR that use these tools as well. And, and I would be a liar to say that I haven't used some of those tools. I haven't played around with them. But there is no better feeling than building something with your brain and with your your, your hands. And not just mass shoving a bunch of shit based off of an algorithm into the system. And to be able to say that you did that and you built by hand and that you beat out a bunch of people is the ultimate. It really gives the passion and the spirit of fantasy. Fantasy football is what got me in love with why I do the show today. And venturing into fantasy NASCAR. And it's still a passion of mine, too. And I still want more people to get involved with fantasy NASCAR. And it's been really tough because the product that we have right now for just a normal fantasy NASCAR league is nowhere close to the same excitement level you'll get from a fantasy football league. And I want to change that. And I'm going to change that. And I'm going to need your help to do that. 
and that should be all of our goal. But it's important to remember that with these DFS contests, your goal should be to put together the best lineups possible and be gunning for that top 10. The money's going to come with it. And as long as you can remember that, you're going to be able to start putting together some fire shit. I'm telling you, it's just how it goes. There's a lot of conventional ways that people say, oh, this is the way it goes. This is how you do it, this and that. I'm still going to get outside the box. And I always support people that want to get outside the box with how they do shit. Whether it sounds dumb or it's irresponsible or however people want to put it, I don't care. You play this for you because you love this sport and because you want something a little bit extra to get excited about when you're watching it other than just I'm rooting for one driver. You get to root for yourself, for your team, for the people that are going to help you possibly pay a car note this week or give you some pocket change or some gas money, you know, or hell, maybe buy you a fucking house because if you bag attorney, you're going to get a good bit of fucking money, and that's just how it goes. But point being, play to win. Don't focus on the money. Focus on the position that you're going to finish in. Say, I'm going to try to build these lineups. My goal today is to get a top 50 in this tournament. And I'm telling you, you slowly, progressively start to see yourself get better and better as you do it week in and week out. I didn't know shit about how, how DFS really worked when I first got into it. And and I want y'all to know that. Like, I really want y'all to know that. I came in with a passion and a love for watching cars go around in circles, listening to music, because it was just bad fucking ass. And then I found out that, okay, I can watch this. I start to see who's good, who's not good. I start putting two and two together. I start looking at little statistics online, see how people have been doing. I start stacking up lineups, and I find out that I'm not that terrible at it, I guess. That's the beauty of it. I don't know why I went off on that rant right there, but got a lot of emotion in me this week. Got just a lot of love in me this week, and like I said, a lot of excitement for a lot of great things that are coming with Garage Guys. Just thank you guys for being who you are. Thank you for appreciating everything we do. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for watching this show, for listening to this podcast. And let's go back a goddamn tourney. That's six guys. So, again, to recap, Amarola, 6.7K. Wallace, 7.8K. LaJoy, 5.8K. Eric Jones, 6.9K. Denny Hamlin, 9.6K. Elliot, 10.5K. Those are the guys I'm liking this week. Sprinkle around in some DFS lineups. 20 or more. Don't forget it. Other than that, you know where to find me at Garage Guy Chase on every social media platform. Uh, let me know how you enjoyed this show. Get in the Discord. It's free. I promise. Completely. It's free. You just click it and you're there. Almost at a thousand members in that Discord. Fuck yeah. Thank y'all. Obviously, there's something going on. There's something going on here. Something's brewing up, Garage Fam. And I love that. I love the energy. I love you guys. Thank y'all for everything. And uh, see y'all soon.